earliest memory of Dirk, it was probably probably a year he was playing with Steve Nash. I kept hearing somebody named Dirt, like with a T. So I was like, why is there a dude named Dirt in the league? And then I, you know, I found out he was actually pretty good. So. So Jake brought in a bag <laughs> filled with items that uh, I had left at his house for uh, five years. Yeah, at least five years because I've been in my current home for five years and this is from the one before. Yeah. This is made from Grapevine. This made it through a move. That's really impressive. You didn't mm-hmm. uh, reallocate whenever you moved. But, uh, yeah, at one point in time, we did a thing in his backyard called the quarterback challenge in which uh, we hung targets upon the clothesline, ran back and forth with <laughs> human beings holding the targets yeah. along the clothesline and had to, I think we had point points for different depths. Yeah, and we had the trash can in the corner. Like yeah, the that was corner. that was like a twenty pointer if you if you aired it out and dropped it in the bucket. Because I don't know how many people remember this. Probably most everyone listening, but ESPN used to have this. The the QB challenge was a video game too. Yeah, quarterback yeah. club. I think is quarterback what it was club with Brett Favre on the cover. Yeah, it was that was a must buy every single year. Um, I like to see the chalk on the football. <laughs> A little blue chalk on the end of the football. I think we didn't go that in depth. Uh, or you give us a little more time, we would have. But uh, that was a must. Steve Young, Marino, yeah. Favre, quarterback club. Rich Gannon would always sneak in there and win the damn thing out of nowhere. Uh, Jake Plummer, QB club. Man, those those are that's prime uh, formative years. How do you think Dak would fare in that right now? Not good. Probably not great. He'd probably just take off and run. <laughs> like no you gotta you you have to throw the ball yeah so they last had it in 2007 that's awesome and uh josh mccown won bring that back that's why they closed it because josh mccown won uh but interestingly enough i didn't bring this but i do have the score sheet oh my still and you i was leading i was leading and then literally like three quarters of the way through the competition i get a call from my then girlfriend now wife that uh radiator fluid it just flew everywhere uh, up on our windshield and her radiator, some hose busted loose on her Jeep. She used to drive a big stupid Jeep and uh, a hose busted loose and she's sitting on the side of 114 with radiator fluid everywhere. And I'm like, babe, I'm kind of leading the quarterback club challenge. <clears throat> yeah. When you left, we were kind of like, let's just throw footballs at these beer cans and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> let's do the John Moxon yeah. real quick. But so I uh, have it. Long story short, I have a bag of jerseys. Do you want me to go um, one by one? You know what those are. Okay. Let me guess. Okay, I'm going to guess. Okay, there's a Favre in there for sure. Yeah. It's old as piss. Like the number's wearing off. Yeah, very much And so. the sleeves are cut off that's because right. that's how I like to party. Fully, uh, this is fully Hattiesville. What's the city? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Hattiesville. Right. Well, there you go. Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know there's an Eddie George in there. That one's probably pretty fresh. I didn't wear that one that long. That had a one-year run whenever the Titans were good. Wow, yeah. That's not in bad shape. No, that's solid. Put that on eBay. It's an get... extremely '90s. Oh, the most. I think there's got to be a Cowboys. Either it's Dion or Emmett Cowboys in there. That a Dion? Hell yeah. That is the royal blue. That's a clean Dion yeah. right there. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I know there's a Tim Couch. Mm-hmm. You got that. And I don't. The next one's a wild card. I don't know if it's a Bears random. Well, it's Cade McNabb. It looks to be the most expensive one in here because really, it's, oh, it's an the authentic Elway. Elway. That's right. Dude, we this this Walmart that was by my house growing up, every year I don't know how they would sell the authentics for like forty bucks, and I would like buy them for cousins for presents, and then I was like, no, I gotta get this Elway for me. Don't get rid of these. No, I'm not. If I've preser- preserved them this long, you need yeah. to find a way to keep these. Well, you might maybe rent a storage unit. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe buy another extra tote to keep in my closet. So there you go. The rationale on that's very poor, but uh, yeah. So there's a little background into. <laughs> Our stupid relationship. <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed that. It's the four pointer. It's Mike. It's Jake. Um, I wish I loved anything as much as LeBron James loves sicko mode. Oh my god! Like after every made basket, I hope they just start playing when the beat switches. Yeah, the I, 
I'm so over LeBron right now. Oh, no. You're about to get a lot more, my I man. Know, and it's not because because I had a pretty normal LeBron progression where I loved him and then I hated him after the decision. Not mm-hmm. because I care about leaving. I don't care about that. F Cleveland. <laughs> uh, especially with that owner. But it was more just the, you know. Dr. QuickBooks. It's a lot of the stuff that Ian Thompson writes about. Or mm-hmm. Thompson. I was very out on the decision. I was very out on the way it went down. Oh, yeah. Um, but in the years since then, I mean, I I don't really just fault the guy just because he's super arrogant and everything like that. That's just par for the course. But right. the shop is a lame show, dude. It's not good. I've never watched any of it. I watched the first one, and it was not horrible because there was at least the feigned attempt at uh, social injustice and welfare discussions and mm-hmm. – I don't know. It's cool hearing like Draymond and Snoop and John Stewart, but then this most recent one that's it's just all about Drake and Pusha T is disgusting. Yeah, I'm good on that one. I think I'm. I think I'll sit that one it's out. So bad. Um, yeah, but he was. Uh, I just guess so you know, up- Drake texted LeBron before he decided not to respond and, and said, "Hey, I just want to make sure you're not going to be disappointed in me if I leave leave this alone." Oh my god. Because I've got the you know. This I've got the ether ready, but I just want to make sure that LeBron approves. Like, uh, I feel like at this point, he feels like he has to approve like the federal spending budget. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, what? Do, why do you need to go to him yeah. for? Who cares? I feel like he's either setting up to be uh, the next. Uh, I almost said, um, Ailes or Weinstein, but that's a bad example because they both got popped for yeah. very negative things. Um, whoever runs Fox right now, let's he, move. The- Oh, uh, yeah, no, yeah, that one also. E, yeah. Uh, um, who's the old man that runs Fox now? Uh, that guy, he's, he hasn't done anything Rupert that Murdoch? bad. Yeah, he's, I think he's, he's been, he's out, but yeah. Yeah, he's trying to be the next Murdoch and just like own five to ten stations and control the news in like 10 to 20 years. Otherwise, the the move to L.A. and the Space Jam 2 and the, the shop and the three different game shows he's running is just kind of like extras if he's not building towards something. I'm pretty tired of it. Yeah. So let's talk Mavs. Let's talk Mavs. Uh, on this show, on episode five, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the news, the injury updates that have happened even maybe as of an hour ago. Uh, I was at practice with um, with Richard and uh, the boys. He gave us an update on Harrison Barnes and the like. Um, I do have a new biggest concern <laughs> coming out of preseason. Uh, it shifted from this team can't shoot enough to something completely different. So I'll tell you about that. And then uh, we're going to go full-on NBA predictions, predict the divisions, predict the playoffs, uh, and the awards. And uh, we're not going to try and kill ourselves today because there isn't a game. Um, but the preseason's Snappy. over. Yeah, we're going to keep it quick for you. We're going we're to plow through this. As uh, evidenced by the fact that we started out by going through <laughs> 15-year-old jerseys. I think we've already popped around to three different topics, though, in the yeah. first seven minutes. So this is evidence. Sports sesh. Yeah, the hit rate is moving. Sports sesh. <laughs> I definitely guy. wanted to call a radio show that one. Guy at one sports, point. These guys are just guys. <laughs> these guys are just guys. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the topics. <laughs> um, I definitely tinkered with the idea of calling my radio show sports. I need session. to start using more of audio from that season. That is exceptional. Uh, it's so good. And then use that in Sports Dome. Like yeah. I wanted to make a show that's just that's a, good one. a combination. But um, Rick Carlisle. The Mavs head coach uh, told us about an hour or two ago at practice that Harrison Barnes is going to try and have a full practice by end of the week. So that means to me Friday, Saturday, Sunday, obviously they play a game Wednesday, the regular season opener in Phoenix at Talking Stick Arena, and then Saturday at uh, the home opener against the Timberwolves. So if he goes through a full practice Friday, and previously Rick has said he needs a lot of practice time. Yeah. Um, I would assume that means more than one. And I just, I wasn't that worried about this until like, I don't know, a couple of days ago. Uh, because I'd seen Harrison working after practice and him running around and him playing basketball. Um, but it wasn't like full participation. It wasn't with other teammates on the court. It was just kind of isolated stuff. Which isn't that different. I mean, he does a lot of isolated stuff anyway, but apparently he's missing the the opener. Oh, yeah. Uh, which kind of sucks. Um, I don't like that for anybody on the team, basically, but he's the best two-way player right now that they have. And what started as kind of like um, an overall 
positive feeling coming out of this preseason and uh, heading towards the start of the regular season is kind of sunk towards, man, I hope everybody's okay type feeling for me. Because as on an individual basis, I love what Luca's done. I love what Dennis has done. And, you know, Maxie had some good moments here and there. But the injury thing is becoming a real deal, man. I mean, the thing is this. Once you go sign DeAndre Jordan for $25 million or whatever it is, ends up being 22-3 or whatever, you're basically signaling that you would like to win as many games as possible. For sure. And that you think that the best way for you to keep Luka and Smith Jr.'s careers headed in the right direction is to try to win and to try to win with good players. So once you get to that point, you really don't have any incentive to be happy about anything bad that happens like in the perverse way we have been in years past <laughs> when we wanted them to pick as high as possible. Yeah. I don't know anything about the 2019 draft, but I know what people say about it, which is that, you know, whoever went five in the 2018 draft would go one in 2019. Now, a lot can change from then, but I'm certain the Mavericks thought about that whenever they decided to give up their 2019 first-round pick. And so maybe you could be bad enough to keep your pick, and that would also be helpful, but that's not why you signed Jordan, right? and that's not why you you know, you know end up having Devin Harris back and keeping Berea in the mix and not moving him. And I know they wanted to move, move Wes Matthews, but he's still here. So once you're to that point, now I'm like, I'd like to try to make the playoffs. Now, I don't think they're going to, but once you get to that point, it's like, now I'm in win mode. I'm not going to be pissed off, really, if they don't make the playoffs, but I, they need Harrison Barnes and they need Dirk. Whether it's coming off the bench or not, they're not going to be good enough at their other positions. I mean, Luka, on balance, will probably be at best an average player this year. Smith Jr. was not really good last year. He was good for where he is for being 19, but not overall good. Yeah, not in terms of winning. And I know that everybody loves to take shots at Harrison Barnes, but... I still think that they really, really need him if they are going to try to compete at all. Yeah. Uh, and I think the same thing goes for Dirk. So both those suck. And the Harrison Barnes thing, I've said for weeks I thought it was weird just because hamstrings and what, like calves. Mm -hmm. You always hear hamstrings for sure that you just can't come back. So it's not it's not ideal. It's no. not ideal at all. And maybe he plays Saturday at the home opener and all this is... But how confident are you that it's just over at that point? And that it's no, not it's always lingering. All year long. And then that's a whole other deal because he's free too, right? Uh, he has a player option okay, at the end of which, this year, which he'll probably opt into. I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a good debate. That really is. I think Bobby and I have talked about this before. It's the like, number's right there where yeah, you're it's not sure. right there. It's max for the old contracts, whatever yeah. he did sign. So it's $24 million for one year. You know, do you want to? Do we talk about extensions? Do we start be a lot of money this right offseason. Yeah, exactly. And this is another 2016 offseason um, with the cap bumping up, which we just can't smooth that thing. We just can't figure out how to do it. We just we just start punching the numbers and ah, my head hurts. I can't smooth the cap. Well, I think the point you made about the being the best two way players is the best one. He's. It sounds disrespectful to call him like ultimate glue guy, but that's what he is for sure. He can still do everything just well enough to where you can't really replace him right. that easily because he, you need like three different guys. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess ideally, Benny Smith is going to get more run. Yeah. I mean, he'll probably start Wednesday night, right? Yeah, he's going to – I yeah. bet he starts. And, I mean, that kind of bumps Brokov up on the bench unit as well and gets Maxi more in the mix with, obviously, Dirk being out for however long Dirk is out. And I guess we can jump to that, but – uh, the Dirk thing is scaring me a little bit more than the Barnes thing, man. The Dirk thing is scarier from a long-term perspective. I don't think it hurts their chances to win as much as Barnes being out does. That's I agree with that 100%. That's I think partially the, because of Maxi. The Dirk thing is more scary to me, but uh, in terms of immediate impact, I think they can overcome yeah. what he was bringing to the court. Um, and not quite to that degree. I mean, you're not going to have an automatic... Uh, three-point shooter step in and just run the plays with J.J. the way that Dirk and J.J. have been able to for five, ten years now. But uh, the <laughs> the ankle thing, I mean, every time he's talked about it, I've walked away from it feeling worse. Mm -hmm. And he talked about it at the tip-off luncheon. He said, you know, I was uh, got the procedure done, had a lot of movement, went and played, started doing some scrimmage stuff, some five-on-five -five stuff. It started swelling. I started having a setback. And that was literally like three, four weeks ago. 
and now it's three weeks later, and he still hasn't practiced uh, five on five. He hasn't played. He hasn't done the thing professionally. Or he hasn't done the activity that he do, that he gets paid to do professionally <laughs> as of yet. Yeah. Since that moment, he hasn't played five on five on an NBA court with his teammates, and he's doing a lot of. Uh, you know, water work where you're in the pool and you're running, so there's not as much uh, contact and just uh, pressure and whatever you want to call it on the on the ankle. But I mean, he seems really frustrated with it, and maybe it's just takes time. Maybe you went too too hard, too quick. It's going to take about a month and two weeks from now he's fine. But it sounds like it's about two weeks into the regular season is the timetable they've laid out. And, uh, I, you know, what happens if it doesn't respond? What happens if his range of motion isn't better or it's, if it just starts swelling all the time? Um, that That's really scary to me. And the Barnes thing sucks because I want him in there game one because, honestly, right now, uh, this is leading to the other thing that I wanted to talk about is the thing I'm most worried about with the team right now that's going to affect their win-loss, their their plus-minus, their um, nightly nightly output is they can't defend the three-point line right now. And Harrison Barnes is a big part of that. And if his hamstring isn't right and he's having to chase people along the three-point line as he's going to be defending threes most likely, that's that's an issue, man. That's an issue if he's having to close out as hard as he can on, you know, fill in your three or whoever he gets switched to onto along the three-point line. And they're, right now they're not good at defending the three-point line. They've given up, what, 41% in preseason on 31 threes a game. Yeah, that's preseason, but, I mean, I've watched the games as well. It's also eyeball test. And the switching between Dennis and Luca hasn't, honestly hasn't been great. And it's tough because DeAndre hasn't been there for two of the games. Barnes hasn't been there. And what I wanted to get out of this preseason was just a more, a number one thing for me is, okay, get a feel for Luca. Is this immediate hit the, hit the road go type dude? Or is it, you know, maybe a month from now he's a little bit better. And a month from now, I I full marks on every column for Luca thus far, individually. Uh, same for Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, outside of maybe the Friday game or the Saturday. Was it Friday? Friday was a Charlotte game. Friday, I didn't, I didn't love his game against Charlotte, but whatever. Um, but as a team, as a whole, this preseason has not been kind. Uh, a new... A new gremlin and not been not being able to defend the three point line has popped up. The injuries, the inconsistency with the lineups, is something I don't love. And if you drop the first one and then um, you know Saturday comes around and Harrison still can't play and it's the T Wolves and Jimmy Butler's trying to prove a point, then you start zero and two. We just we got to get everybody healthy. We got to get the guys that are going to play together playing together. And it's it's kind of sucks right now. Yeah, you I'm, can't just <clears throat> count on Matthews to be the stopper. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he was once, but they actually were league average in opponent three point percentage last year. Mm-hmm. But in the preseason, the teams uh, who gave up a higher percentage than the Mavericks did uh, are the Beijing Ducks, Flamingo, <laughs> Flamingo, the Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> I got all their home. I got all their home jerseys. Oh, dude, you know the one I heard the other day that I I had never heard before. The Long Lions. What is that? That's a team. Where do I think they it's a Chinese from? team. Oh no. Uh yeah, I know there's a team from Perth that Guangzhou came over. Long Lions. Yikes! Because if you think about a lion, the issue with it not long enough. Just, just kind of short. To me. <laughs> like, stubby. I'm a little afraid of that lion, but I'd be way more afraid <laughs> if it were just a touch longer. <laughs> what if this lion was like six eight? <laughs> think <laughs> about it. We mean the Mo Bamba of lions. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, you, you. I don't know that I'm not as worried about it as you are though, just because they. I, I know Rick's worried about it. <laughs> He won't shut up about it. They also played Philadelphia twice. Yeah. And Philadelphia is not only a good three-point shooting team, they're going to take a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And they take a ton of, like, transition threes. And even though I guess Embiid didn't shoot the ball that well from deep in those games. Well, and Reddick lit them up. Yeah. Oh, for sheesh. Ten threes or whatever it was. So that's part of it. Um, And then I guess the other is just that the lineup thing doesn't bother me because they've kind of had to do it. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no way around it. It's not an optional thing. It's just they honestly could roll into the second game of the season not having played a minute um, in at least two to three weeks of Dennis, Wes, Barnes, Luca, DeAndre. On paper, they should you, – you figure just with the starters that they have or the lineup they have, on paper they should be a better defensive team just if sure. you said, okay, 
I'm switching uh, DeAndre Jordan in for, let's say, Maxi, <laughs> and then Luca for Dirk, or whichever mm-hmm. one of those two. Yeah. And then you're keeping everything else the same. Like on paper, they should be better. Right. Um, and they weren't, what are they probably like, 17th or 18th last year? I yeah, I think know. they were 17th in defensive rating. So that one I thought would stay roughly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, if you lose Barnes for an extended period of time, that's a problem. But I do think Finney Smith is probably your second best defensive player. Or yeah. second best. I don't know. DeAndre still deserves his due. Sure. But I don't know, Finney Smith Jr. is. He's, he's good defensively. Yeah. Man. He's, I, I have no problem with him defensively at the three or wherever they want to play him. If they want to slide him into four. Um, I mean, that's, that's his calling card. That's his activity and his length um, and his ability to stay in front of guys is probably his number one trait. So that doesn't bother me. It's just, you know, you start dipping into uh, a talent pool off the wing that I already had a couple issues with in that could Finney Smith, you know, the question was two or three weeks ago, can Finney Smith be the bench wing? that steps in and has a positive impact. And now it's, can you, can you play 20, 28 minutes a night? Yeah. With and, Smith, yeah. yeah. and then broke bumps up one. And that dude is honestly one of the most amazing shooters I've ever seen in practice. Like that guy's insane. He was shooting from like five feet behind the three point line whenever we, we came in today. And I think he missed. So he think, think he did five shots from each spot on, on your around the world spots, corner wing, top wing, then back to corner. And I think he missed two. <laughs> he's just incredible. Shooting I'm excited the... to see him in real games. Yeah, I mean he's gonna he's gonna have a nice like 15 point game in the first couple weeks, just knocking down five threes, and you're gonna be like, oh, this guy brings a little bit. But you know his shortcomings are pretty obvious. I mean, I don't know how good of a defender he is. I don't know how he can, how laterally quick he is. How he can get down into stance and stay in front of dudes. So anyway, that's uh, it feels like a big moment for Dorian Finney-Smith too. It feels like this is like the opportunity. If he if he knocks down open threes, which is the, all they're going to ask him to do offensively, and he does a you know a passable job defensively, and I think he can do above that, he's probably a spend a decade in the league type guy, and a, a real asset to your team. Um, other thing that came out of preseason, final thing that I noticed coming out of preseason was uh, Luca led the team in minutes by about four and a half minutes a game. Rick said uh, that wasn't a conscious thing after game four. Uh, the little post game scrum. Yeah, I don't. I don't give a crap what he says. That's a conscious thing. He wanted to get Luca in game shape. Yeah, uh, and good, good because he's played well. He's done well in those minutes. He shot the piss out of the basketball. Um, he's gonna knock down open looks. He's gonna create looks. Everything I wanted to see, but he is consciously trying to put Luca into game shape by getting him a lot of run. Ninth most minutes a game in the preseason. Yeah, across the league. Yeah, and the only name on here, well, there's actually two names that really surprised me, and one is Drummond at number two and Harden at three. Yeah, Harden. These make tons of sense. Harden playing 32 minutes was kind of weird. Nico, Stanley Johnson, who's been awful. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jackson, TJ Leaf, and PJ Tucker. Yeah. Um, Okay, so there's your news notes. If we don't have anything else to No, it's just the Dirk thing. I'm at least like 5% sure that he's he's not going to play. Like again, that's scary because if you think about it, if it's been so long and it hasn't responded mm-hmm. and then it's a month and then they say, all right, at a month, we're going to start working him back in. We have very little to go off of, to be hopeful that it comes, that it does start to respond. And I, I halfway wonder if he would even come back. Like, let's say it takes until January or February. Would he even want to do it then? Right. I, I, and would he just play next year? Like, that seems weird, too, to miss a season at that yeah, point of your career yeah. come back at 42. Take so. a red shirt at, yeah, I don't at 40. Know. I, it's not too much to speculate on it. It's just it is very strange if you read between the lines. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a maintenance surgery, right, to increase mobility in his ankle because he had a bunch of bone spurs and chips and stuff, and he just it wasn't reacting, and he couldn't move the way he wanted. Uh, and then he had a setback. And the setback has been really serious. The setback honestly feels like it's been longer than the initial recovery. Um, so that's that's scary to me. And I don't want to talk about going down that road of, you know, if he's out another month or two months or whenever he comes back. But that I don't think that's the last – that can't be the last time we saw Dirk in a Mavericks uniform. It's just not physically possible. I think he would – he'd play on <laughs> – 
If he knew his ankle was going to swell up like a balloon, I think he would still play like five more games and just deal with it. Yeah. But maybe they could let Romo <laughs> slide still, in for him. Like, still have the rights. <laughs> still have his rights somehow. I, he doesn't show up on the cap sheet. Strangest thing I've yeah. ever seen in person. Do we, do we get a trade exception or something for that? I want CBS help us out. 30 for 30 one day. Oh, God. That's going to be my first uh, <laughs> seasonal documentary I do. The Romo Day. So uh, strange. Just call it nine. Um, all right, so now it is time for our season predictions for the 2018-2019 NBA season. Uh, let's do, I guess, divisions is easiest to kind of go through because that kind of dictates how my awards go. Um, and I kind of just wrote down the teams that I think kind of realistically have a shot at the playoffs, and then you got to start picking at things you don't love about each one and then leave somebody off. So Atlantic division, start the East, I suppose. Atlantic division, Toronto, Boston, Philly is just hell. (laughs) That is a murderer's row of badass teams. And I feel like the price of poker for all three of those teams is just going up by the minute because Philly's getting better every single minute they play together. They're going to have cap space probably this off season. Boston went to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, got close to beating uh, LeBron Cavs uh, in game, I think it was game six or seven. Six. Six. And, oh yeah, they did that without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward. And then Toronto obviously added, whenever he's on, whenever he's in uniform and at the arena, the best defensive player in basketball in Kawhi Leonard. And they've got, they've got a bone to pick, too. And I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, a lot of my predictions stem from, these are all regular season for me, um, and a lot of them stem from this weird thing we're doing in the league now where you, some teams just don't care. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen as much this year. You don't think so? I think the Warriors are going to try a lot harder. I don't They're know. They're not going to win 58 games, dude. I don't think they care until Boogie comes back. Well, that almost bit them in the ass last year. Yeah, it got close. I mean... I, I bet you that they get to 63. Maybe. 58 Maybe. was – that's way too low for them. It feels low, but also, like, listening to people that cover the team um, that are in their arena every single night, they're like, this team's going to sleepwalk until Boogie comes back. And I, I kind of buy into that. Well, that's not smart. <laughs> no, it's not. But I don't Especially know if they – given that, you know, they're without some guys, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. Um, any Any bones to pick on the Atlantic – no, I mean, the, the the only thing I would say is that I think there's a stark contrast between the West and the East because even though um, the Warriors have some – they have don't have the depth they had before, mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to work some stuff out. I still think I know a lot more about them. Uh, and the Rockets, they're having to replace some guys as well. But I still feel like I know way more about the Rockets and the Warriors than I do any of those other three teams. I know they're going to be good, but I have no idea how Kawhi is going to work or if he'll work at all. We don't know what he is anymore. Philadelphia trying to start Fultz. Um, they lost Bellinelli. They are moving Redick to the bench. Um, so all those teams have at least one new starter, right? So Toronto's got Kawhi, depending on what they do at 4-5. Uh, OG starts or Valanciunas. Yeah, I think what they decide to do with their starting lineup is very interesting. Yeah. Like, they got a really good bench. <laughs> they have a they have a great bench. It's just a matter of do they want to try to start like Leonard mm-hmm. at the four, right? I mean, I think I don't know. He's kind of a, could be a starter. Yeah. I mean, their backcourt, their entire guard rotation is stupid too. And then with Boston, I mean, yeah, there's so many questions for Boston. Two All NBA guys coming back, and you know, does Jalen Brown get squeezed out? Does fill in your blank guy that was out Terry Rozier? <laughs> Marcus are there, Smart. Yeah, are there, are there minutes for, for Marcus Smart and Scary Terry? Or It's going to be weird. Yeah, and Philly's kind of... problem, but... Philly honestly feels like the most stable one <laughs> in terms of how the minutes are shifting. Because uh, I know Fultz is starting, but I don't know. I feel like they could uh, pull the hook on that. Yeah, that's the thing. They can, they're can. they the only one that can just, if it blows up on them, they can just easily go back to exactly what they were doing before. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so the teams I don't have making the playoffs from Atlantic are New York Knicks and Brooklyn Nets. I don't feel like that's crazy. I feel like Brooklyn's going to be a little bit better, but 
Everyone just chill out on Brooklyn a little bit, please. Boy, yeah, they are. The, just hype, the hype train is in full calm effect. Calm down. Just because they keep signing free agents and drafting guys that are like your third-tier darlings that NBA Twitter loves, like, let's just chill a little bit. Okay? They don't really have anybody. They don't really have a – I mean, I guess it depends on what you think of of Russell. Of deloading. Yeah. I mean, they don't really have any speed. <laughs> no. No, they're very slow, very weird – uh, lineup, but you know they're building towards a playoff appearance, I suppose, in maybe two years. But I feel like we're they're building towards giving somebody oh, two hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, they should be. I feel like we're uh like we were with Utah maybe two years ago, and Utah was even in the playoffs at that point or sniffing the playoffs, and Brooklyn hasn't earned that kind of clout. But I feel like we're year two ahead, and we just can't hold our hold our water and just be chill about it. Um, all right, so Central Division. A little bit has changed. Uh, Cavs aren't running away with that thing. Um, don't think they're winning 50 games again. My uh, my playoff teams from the Central are Indiana and Milwaukee. Yeah, I'll just play the chalk. Yeah, and I I don't think Detroit makes it. <laughs> no, I'm with you. And I, I think... Uh, way too thin I of think, a team. I don't know what the Bucks over-under is, but I'm I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pretty all Going in. hard on it? Yeah. I, I just, just can't explain why they haven't won more games the last two years. Uh, like, I want to I mean, do they that. have had some injuries. Yeah. But is if is I, I think if Jabari, another year of Giannis is, if he's going to be pulling up from deep like he has been in the preseason, mm-hmm. they're going to be a problem. I think Brooke Lopez and Eric Bledsoe are, like, awesome additions. For also, don't sleep on DiVincenzo because yeah. I saw him play I'll some say. in the preseason. I think that dude's going to be good. Yeah. Like, microwave style. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I just don't know how much. I, I'm i with you on that, where I look at the roster and what they have, and if I think Giannis is going to be, you know. Brooke Lopez, great addition for them, too. Yeah. That's a good signing. Yeah, and I think Giannis is going to be one or two in MVP, and I'm telling myself, like, okay, if he's one or two in MVP, they can't be, you know, an F-around 43-win team again. So, yeah, very interesting. Uh, 44 last year, my bad. I got Detroit missing out. Southeast division. Uh, this is such an ugly, stupid division. <laughs> Honestly, I hate it. Uh, I think Miami just grits their way into that division title. Um, Washington, I mean, I don't know what's going on with them, man. They feel like they. I, they feel like John Wall could just check out at any minute here. Uh, with how weird he's being, and they. Dude, what Dwight. about Dwight though? Yeah, Dwight's missing a little bit of time, isn't he? <sighs> I haven't seen how like severe, but his butt injury. I know that. Uh, I know that he's capable of torpedoing their season. Yeah, no, they've got a couple uh, different hidden caches of nitro hidden around the arena. <laughs> <laughs> Just depends if you step in one or not. Um, so I got Miami making the playoffs, Washington and Charlotte. Jumps in and takes out uh, the Pistons, which I guess the Pistons weren't in the playoffs last year. But uh, Charlotte jumps up and claims a playoff spot after going 36 and 46 last year. Eight games out of the division lead. And we can jump in. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to go with you on all those. I don't know. I mean, I... (laughs) I really feel like there's there's a there's a alternate universe as a... the man in the Oval Office would say, where everything comes together for the Magic. <laughs> okay. They just have so many players that I think are good. Who's their starting point guard? Uh, Am I losing my mind? No, it's Am still... Uh, it's still... They have Augustine. They have... I'm I, I'm more focusing here on Jonathan Simmons, Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, and uh, and Isaac. Yeah. And Bamba. Yeah, Bamba's there. Yeah, they're, they're seven centers. Their Which seems like lineup. they've had for a long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like Aaron Gordon maxed out last year. I don't know if there's another tier for out Aaron Gordon. And then uh, Fournier, I don't know if Fournier. You know, I just don't see much upside with that team. But maybe, let me look at their depth chart. Just make sure I'm not tripping. They got most baits, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, Augustine and Jerrion Grant, your two-point guards on the team. Not great, but... <laughs> Fournier and Terrence Ross, Jonathan Simmons, Melvin Frazier Jr., uh, Aaron Gordon at four, Isaac is your backup four. That's what it's listed as. Vooch. Isaac will start by the end of the year, some way, somehow. 
Although I don't really know how they'd work that out since they signed Jonathan Simmons and they're playing Gordon at the four. I have no idea. Probably it's it would really result confusing. in them trading Vucevic yeah. at some point, starting Bamba. In- they bought in on uh, like non-top 10, top 12, I don't know, wherever you want to rank Vooch and Biombo and the like, non-top 10 centers. Mistakes. At big contracts <laughs> at the wrong damn time in the league. It's just, it's pretty bad. Um, so my playoffs is Toronto won. I think Toronto wins the most games in the East because they have a bone to pick. I feel like Kawhi is going to go uh, super scion, try and murder people for a couple months here and just be a serial killer. Boston, two. I really like Indiana now. And I have Indiana above Philly. We can fight about that if you want. And then Milwaukee, five, Miami, six, Charlotte, seven, and Washington limps in, probably with a losing record again <laughs> as the eighth seed. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty much just swapping out Cleveland and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So, from yep. the chalk of last year. Yeah. That all makes sense to me. I, I love what the Pacers did. I don't know that I would put Toronto at one, but, yeah, the Pacers is – and that's one, again, to keep an eye on, figure out if they want to <laughs> – pay all of the money yeah. to Miles Turner or if for, they're cool with Sabonis. Right. For my Mavs uh, long-term hopes and dreams, I hope they just have a, a craptastic season. Nobody wants to play there ever again. But, but that's not going to happen if he's it's not, good. It's and not. that's the only way you'd want him. Yeah. Because if he has another good year where he's healthy, and right. then if that happens, then they're going to mess some people up. Yep. That's I think they can really keep over, overachieving. Yeah. I think they can. I think they Ad can Reek. this year. Yeah. Adreek, Doug McDermott off the bench. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so their bench is Tyreek, Doug McDermott, and Sabonis. That's pretty that's awesome. Pretty good, East, dude. Yeah. They're they're like nine deep. Um, and yeah, you know some of their high end talent in their starting unit, like uh, Thad Young, and uh, I guess Collison doesn't really you don't love it that much. But man, if if Miles Turner's a player, I think he's gonna be. And Oladipo keeps on being Oladipo. Like I have no problem with that. They're just really good role players. Um. And maybe you can next year. I mean, I know they were in on Aaron Gordon. And if you added Aaron Gordon to that team, like my uh, predictions might be a little wild ass. <laughs> but uh, maybe they look to upgrade Boyan next year, whatever. Um, all right. Western Conference. Northwest is pretty tough, man. Uh, I got Utah winning that division. OKC finishing second. Denver third. Portland fourth. And Minnesota five. And I. It all depends on what happens with Minnesota in the next couple weeks. But if what happens, if what I think is going to happen happens, then Minnesota is not in your playoff picture. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to imagine that he stays and it works out. But it's also tough to imagine him staying and those three guys being on one team and then being bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Denver to go from last to first in the division. Ooh, wow. I mean, they're only three games behind it last year, but I, I, know. I think they're going to be so good. They're so bad away from home. So I'll give them the, I'll give them one and, uh, I will kick Yee. Portland and Minnesota out of the playoffs. Oh my. That's right. So I'll he take, did I don't it. know, like Denver, Utah, OKC, and then yeah, Portland and, and uh, and Minnesota got to go. It's really hard talking about this division because I think Portland's about at a cracking point. That pot's about to boil. Yeah, and not not within the like locker room. I feel like they're gonna look at their cap sheet and look over at the playoff success they have and go back and forth and go. I'm about to freak out. I'll I trade. Didn't Lillard request a meeting with the owner last year? Yeah, that happened. That's the first and, sign of. And Bill Simmons has been throwing out wild uh, guesses about Portland as well that they might be uh, looking to deal something with the Lakers. Um, so that's inter- That's super interesting. Uh, and Portland, w- okay, when you when you go balls out an entire season and win 50 games, and then you just get swept in the first round, yeah, that really hurts. What are we doing? That really, really hurts. Um, all right, Pacific, it's Warriors-Lakers. Pretty simple on that one, unless you uh, have some high hopes for the Clippers, Kings, or Suns. I think the Clippers are going to be good. I don't know mm. why, but I also am still going to take Lakers Warriors. Yeah. The Lakers are like the most interesting team in the league for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because when they decide they want to stop playing all these trash vets so much. <laughs> yep. 
and if it's early enough in the season to where they can still save them, you know, mm-hmm. like I really don't think that. I think there's a a, a situation where uh, we get way too much KCP, Rondo, and Stevenson, mm-hmm. and not enough Kuzma, Hart, and I mean, at the, there's going to be an internal like tug of war, right? So I think Luke Walton's not an idiot. He's going to go, yeah, Lance, you're not playing. Kyle Kuzma is so much better than you. Like, yeah. go away. Uh, Rondo, I'm sorry. You're not playing this entire fourth quarter. Like, I need, we're down five. I need someone to get buckets. Lonzo Ball's a better player than you. And uh, if they don't have a long-term plan already set in place of, okay, we're easing these guys in, game 30, game 40, it's all the young dudes taking over all these roles. And if he doesn't, if he's not on the same page with everyone, including, um, you know, number 23, sicko mode, man, then that could get extremely weird with Lance, yeah. Rondo, JaVale McGee. I mean, starting JaVale McGee at center is a wild-ass uh, proposition to begin with. But, yeah, I that's super combustible and super – it's it's combustible, but I feel like they have the juice to fix it, like, on the spot. Um, whether it's a trade or whether it's, you know – uh, Lonzo, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart getting 30 minutes a night would fix it pretty quickly. And then finally, I will stick with Rockets Pelicans and I will actually kick the Spurs out. Yeah, I'm kicking the Spurs out too. And I'll bring the Grizzlies in. You're bringing the Grizzlies in? That's right. You are out of your damn mind. No. You're crazy, bro. I think they can get to the eighth. I think that they'll be better than Portland and I think they'll be better than San Antonio. And that's basically what it comes down to. That's crazy talk. You just think... Gasol and Conley are healthy all season and everything works out. I think Pam- Parsons uh, actually plays. I was going to say, yeah, Parsons really swinging the deal here for me. Mm-hmm. His fifth straight year of a player's tribune. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, nah, I mean, I think you can. Nothing's going perfectly right for you whenever you're writing player's tribune preseason articles, right? No. no Dude, nothing, nothing's going as planned. That's definitely. I just hate the moves they made. I love Jaron. I love Jaron Jackson Jr. I think he's going to be exceptional. I just don't know if he scores more than Kyle 10 Kyle Anderson action? I had not. Nope. <laughs> Matter of fact, nope. Uh-uh. All the way, all the way out. And then their wings, I'm just like, Ugh. Like you're rolling out Dylan Brooks and one of the Harrison brothers, and I'm just like, uh-uh. And if Conley misses a month or Gasol misses a month, like. Well, he hasn't missed it yet. Who? Conley or Gasol. He did last year. I know, but I'm saying now. They I mean, do, like, they're 31. on the regular. They're not, like, dead. Well, look at those games played over the last two, three seasons, and you tell me what 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 their actual age is, what their NBA age is. I, I'm not in on Memphis at all. Like, I think they're going to be a real pain in the ass, like they always are, uh, except for the last month of last season. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm whole all the way out on Memphis. I got Rockets, Pelicans, and then you got Mavs, Spurs battling for whoever finishes third in this division. Um, so my West is Utah one. I think Utah is about to spaz out on people. Um, and Quinn Snyder is the type of dude that'll, uh, and this is not playoff success. Uh, whenever I'm doing the regular season rankings, um, I think Utah just spazzes out and Quinn Snyder will push those dudes until they cry. That's just kind of his style. I think Houston's two. I think, okay, to be clear, I think Utah has 60 wins. Houston, Houston's like 59. And Golden State's like 58, 57 again. And then there's a dip. <laughs> and then there's like OKC at four, maybe like 52, 53. And then New Orleans. 52, 53. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm going to take the heavy under on that. Under on OKC? For 52? Yes. 48 last year. Uh, I don't think so. 48 last year. They're going to have the second best defense defense in the league whenever Roberson gets back. I will take the under on 50 wins. On OKC? Yes. How are I'll they bet, bet how how like how are they getting that much better? I'll bet you a slightly used Brett, Brett Favre, Favre jersey with no sleeves. With no sleeves. <laughs> I mean, they do have Nerlens. They yeah, they got Nerlens. So. They actually got a backup point guard now in Schroeder, which if you get him to play the right role, I think he can be effective. Roberson's back. Even though he's now hurt again, <laughs> prime preps Terrence Ferguson. Yeah, T Ferg. I, I think their pass. defense is going to be awesome. I think Paul George doesn't look like complete crap. <laughs> Looks like normal ass Paul, Paul George, and they're a fifty win team. 
Uh, New Orleans five, Denver six, Lakers seven, Portland eight, and your Mavs are playing for a playoff spot. Final two to three weeks of the season, and just these other teams. The West is so stinking good, man. <laughs> it's insane. Um, I'm gonna have the Mavs at like tenth or eleven, especially with this injury news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, wherever. I don't know. I've been saying 41, 42 wins for a while, and I'll stick to it, but that that might be 10th or 11th in the West. That's just kind of how it shakes out this year because it's so freaking deep. And I'm, like, banking on Minnesota not being what they were last year, and I'm banking on Portland, just something happening to those guys. And San Antonio's playing along. San Antonio has participated. They have uh, out of completely out of their control. With DeJounte Murray and another one got hurt, right? They got another guy hurt the other day. Um, I think it was a guard. Uh, Derek, uh, Derek. Yeah, Derek White. White. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Back up. So starting point guard, backup point guard got hurt. That really sucks for you. Um, okay, so there it is. Playoffs, Western Conference Final. I've got Utah and Golden State. Who you got? Denver, Golden State. Whoa! Full buy-in, pushing like all the chips, spraying, splashing the splashing the pot Get on a team that has one defensive player in the entire roster. It's, uh, Mike Malone, coach <laughs> teams are <laughs> you buying stock in Mike Malone? Mike like, Malone is good. I might take Mike Malone first to be fired. <laughs> Mike Malone would still be he would be a playoff coach in Sacramento if it wasn't for Boogie's MRSA or whatever he got that year. Yeah, that was weird. I remember that like uh. Intestinal, sort of staff intestinal virus thing. thing. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take Golden State. I'll take Denver, and then on the other side, I'll take Boston and Philly. Okay, I've got Toronto, Boston, Eastern Conference Final, uh, and then Toronto, Golden State, uh, NBA Final. And obviously, I'm not going to bet against Golden State until they all split up and go their separate ways or something. Clay Thompson to Philly? No, Clay ain't leaving. It's the other one. It's one of them. One of them other ones. Oh, you mean? I mean, the Durant thing feels. Yeah, that's I'm inevitable. Expecting that that's a, that's inevitable, right? That feels like I feel the same way about Durant right now as I did LeBron heading into last season. Yeah, uh, exact same way, and, and maybe the same destination. Clay and Durant free, completely unrestricted in the same offseason is going to be weird. Yeah, that's pretty tough, man. That's a tough one, but hey, good teams have good players. Good players make good salaries. Yeah. Anything so, else? You want to do um, some of this quick run through these Mavs things? Yeah, I can. I guess give me a on a scale of one to ten, or one to five, if you like. These are things I kind of wrote down before these injuries started bugging me as much, so they might not make as much sense now. But a scale of one to ten, likelihood that West shoots above forty percent from three this year. Eight. Okay. I have an article coming out the That's same day as this podcast, and I feel like that is. Dude, his splits, if you thought that Smith Jr. unguarded and guarded catch-and-shoot splits were dramatic, Matthews are insane. It's like 22 to 49%. Wow. And That's crazy. I didn't have time to like go through every single two-guard in the league splits, but I can mm-hmm. promise you that because, you know, when they rank those percentiles, they're doing it against players of similar position. Mm-hmm. And he was like 95th percentile on unguarded and like 15th on guarded. Yeah. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. Just the ball movement already. I mean, they're assisting on 70% of their possessions in the preseason. Uh, and I, yeah, I know a lot of that is against the Beijing Ducks and blah, 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 all that crap. But the ball's flying around. Yeah, I'll take I'll take a pretty high vote of confidence on West from three this year. One to ten. On a scale of one to ten, Mavs lead the league in dunks. Definitely seems like they'll be up there again. Do you know where they were last year? Uh no, I know the individual numbers, but I don't know where. Yeah, they I only have totals by individual. Is, yeah, totals is hard to find. Uh, but it seems like this is very, very possible. Also, I mean, I don't know about lead because I think I think they'll be in the top three or four. The just just simply the combination of Powell and DeAndre Jordan, yeah, and then the fact that uh, I think they're going to play you a lot faster, so they should have more possessions, and a lot more of those possessions are going to end with Smith Juniors having the ball in his hands, and that's like the only way he knows how to finish right now. <laughs> so I think it, it would make sense for them to be in the mix. Let's see. Last year, the league leaders in 17-18 was Clippers at 7.84 dunks a game. 
Mavs were not appearing. Oh, four point six. So uh that's an average that's hard to do, but whatever. It's a think, way different team, man. I mean Yeah. As far as like the guys you added and the way you're gonna play are conducive to the dunk. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. I mean, for all the reasons you stated and the fact that they've been playing for two to three seasons without easy buckets in general is just something we all need to probably probably get ready for. Uh number three. We talked about it a lot last week, but uh, just to put a put a nice bow on it, scale of one to ten, probability that Dennis scores twenty points a game, very high and higher now than it was yesterday, because of Barnes. Yeah, no, for sure. That's uh, <laughs> that that was one of the things. Like Dennis talked today, and uh, you know we asked him about all the appropriate stuff. Like, okay, you and Luca look great together, blah blah. How's that working? Um, playing off ball, what's that like? And he's like. You know, it doesn't really feel like I've been playing off ball or had the ball less. I'm like, well, Barnes has been out, guy. So I don't think you have. Yeah. <laughs> had the ball about a normal rate. And in the preseason, I mean, second game, scored 15 in the first quarter. I mean, he's going to have nights where 20 points is going to be easy, uh, especially if Barnes is out. But, uh, all right, I put on here Mavs start 4-0, but I – that's that's wavered drastically. Let me give you a zero. <laughs> that has wavered drastically since the last time we talked. Um, with the Bar- Barnes not playing game one, maybe not playing game two, Derek missing up to two weeks into this season. Um, and Booker might play that first game against Phoenix. And that would suck. I am, I'm really, I'm more excited about that game than I probably should be. Um, not just because, oh, holy crap, we're playing and they're keeping score and stuff like that, but... Um, I, I want to see Aiton. I want to see if we can break Aiton in, in the first game. There's a scenario where in like five years, the Mavs and Suns are both very good. Yeah. And most of the players that they would be leaning on in those years are already here. Yep. Yep. So whether, you know, you're talking Aiton, Jackson, Booker. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they, they going to start Ryan Anderson? I probably have to. That seems weird. I don't they don't know. have a lot of shooting there. They got but. Elf, right? Alfred, uh, do they? Yeah, I think they got Alfred Payton. Do they still have Dragon Bender? They do have the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. Yeah, that dude. <laughs> Payton is now with uh, uh New Orleans. Oh, okay. Screw me. I knew he was there. He was there for a minute last year. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, moved from Orlando. But do they keep Lynn? No, Lynn got moved. Lynn, Lynn is gone. Lynn's gone. They still got Tyson, and somehow T.J. Warren making T.J. Warren. a crap ton of money. What a weird ass team! It's here though, Mike. It's it's, time. it's it's Wednesday, man. It's so soon. We'll have games to talk about. So incredibly soon, we can break down a game. Um, next time we talk, break down two games. Next time we talk, uh, we'll have Phoenix uh, late on ESPN nine thirty, and they will start that thing. Um, it's not a TNT style thing, you know. Whenever you're the late game on TNT, they just tell you to take five, <laughs> go sit in the box until this other game ends. ESPN's going to start it at like 9.40 no matter what. Yeah. So if the early game runs late, they'll probably jump over to ESPN2 and start rocking and rolling, just so you know. But it's on Fox Sports Southwest as well. Um, Late game, 9.30. Mavs, Suns, regular season, not home opener, regular season opener. Luka versus uh, Igor. (laughs) Aiton versus Luka. uh, All of the above. And then Saturday, the home opener. Minnesota Timberwolves come down here. Uh, on Saturday for the the home opener for the Dallas Mavericks. So get your tickets, get out there, get locked in, get it DVR'd, whatever you got to do. Uh, thank you for listening to The Four Pointer. We'll be with you next Monday. As always, rate and review if you feel so inclined, and check out some of our other, other products that we're putting out on a daily basis. Uh, the Ceiling is the Roof. Did one with Mike Pellucci last Friday. It was an awesome chat. Um, Bobby and Skins podcast numbers on the board. And then uh, just between us girls, if you want something a little bit lighter, a little bit more fun uh, than us nerds just yelling at each other and grinding our teeth. But um, there you go. Thank you for listening. And, Jacob, thank you for your time. We'll see you. Yeah.